Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, an article from USA Today. Roger Yu, you may have seen this. It's about how... Uh, you know what? We're not really reading and reading news or watching news, and I know that's not a huge shock to many of you out there. But it is a growing concern, especially for news organizations that try to make money off of our desire for news. According to the Pew Research Center, which was the basis of Yu's article in USA Today, um, today's younger and middle-aged audiences just are not interested in consuming news on a daily basis as older people. Um, They look at these types of things year over year, and they do a baseline survey, and they keep repeating it every year. And what they saw, uh, those good folks at Pew Research Center, is that Gen Xers, those between ages 33 and 47, watched, read, or listened to 66 minutes of news on average on a a daily basis. Um, That's actually about the same as it was a couple of years ago. Millennials ages 18 to 31 report less amount of news consumption at 46 minutes of news daily. So that is actually 20 minutes less. And the, the issue is that the folks in the news industry think that consumers' appetite for news will actually grow as they age, meaning that, you know, they start families, they buy homes, they are more interested allegedly in what's going on going on in their communities, but we're not really seeing that, at least not according to these, this research data. We know, of course, that there are other um, things out there fighting for our attention, like streaming video, cable TV, I, iPhones, iPads, um, and all kinds of digital media, including YouTube. And at the end of the day, you know, these are the things that are taking our attention. A lot of it is just the pure pleasure of reading news. A lot of people say, no, they just don't enjoy it. And in fact, Xers are saying, 45% of them, that, you know what, we, don't, we enjoy following the news, but that's, um, that's uh, nearly 60% who say they don't. Uh, boomers, um, slightly more enjoyment at 58%. Um, the internet as the main news source is really what we're seeing. It jumped dramatically, um, dramatically with you know, 49% of people saying that they actually consume news in this way. We know newspapers have had a hard, hard time retaining readership, and these numbers um, definitely support that. Only 14% of millennials read newspapers. And then radio has increased in popularity with those younger audiences. 27% of millennials say that they listen to news from radio every single day. So we know this is true. The news industry has tried to combat it. They haven't been incredibly successful. I would recommend trying to engage readers and consumers via radio and the internet personally, but that's just me. 
So moving on to our purse rings today, Gucci girls, these are those young women, those millennials I was talking about in their late 20s, early 30s. They have a high income and are fashion conscious. There's about 2 million of these women out there, average age of 29, college grads and single, um, employed full-time, no kids, making about $91,000 a year. So they're doing quite well for themselves. They keep up with fashion. They look through a lot of fashion magazines to determine what clothes they should be purchasing and they do switch it up every season buying the latest um, fashion styles they do like novelty and change Um, they're the first of their friends to try new things they like the act of getting out and shopping Uh, they shop a lot even if they don't purchase anything they just like to go window shopping Um, they're ambitious and want to get to the very top of their career and money is the measure of their success When it comes to brands, they will try a lot of different brands. They're willing to try new stores and shop new things. Um, Discount stores are also good at recruiting these girls as well. And coupons will definitely lure them in. When it comes to shopping, they're at Nordstrom's, Name and Marcus, Banana Republic. Um, They're buying Ralph Lauren um, as well as Gucci, Kenneth Cole, Calvin Klein, Chanel, Lots of designer goods. Uh, when it comes to vehicles, uh, they're driving Infinity and Nissan and Mercedes. Uh, when it comes to media and where you can find them and intersect uh, with them with your messages, it's Cosmo, Glamour, L in Style, Vogue, Self, and Shape are all big ones. Uh, websites are the online companions of a lot of those. And then when it comes to cable, it's HGTV, uh, TLC, Lifetime, um, gosh, is that it? Yeah, in HGTV, I said, and Bravo. Bravo is a big one as well. Well, my guest for today knows a lot about design. Aisha Matthews Wadwa was born in India, and her pursuit of design has carried her across the globe. She's the CEO and founder of Pix Inc., and um, I'm excited to have her on. She has spent the last 10 years providing creative services and strategic communications for brands like Apple and Cat Footwell Wear, MTV Style India, Harley Davidson, lots of great brands. Um, and she founded Pix Inc. back in 2008. And we're going to spend some time today talking about how companies can connect with female consumers through design and branding. And so thrilled to have her on. Stick around. We're going to have a great conversation with Aisha when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Why do over 15,000 small businesses love working with Infusionsoft? Because we believe in people and their dreams. We empower entrepreneurs and our groundbreaking tools help small businesses grow and thrive. We listen, we care, we serve our customers, and we do what we say we'll do. We're always trying to find new ways to innovate and to improve our all-in-one sales and marketing platform. Most of all, from email to e-commerce, we help small businesses like yours succeed. Go to Infusionsoft.com slash radio to watch a free product demo. That's Infusionsoft.com slash radio. And a bit. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! 
How about catching more attention like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to the program. Joining me today is Aisha Matthews-Wadwa. She is the founder and CEO of Pix Inc., a digital branding and design agency. And Aisha is a graduate of Parsons with a major in communications design, spending 10 years traveling the globe and supporting a lot of brand names before founding Pix Inc. back in 2008. And I'm thrilled to have her on the program today. Aisha, welcome to the show. Thank you, Maria. I'm excited to be here. Well, first and foremost, you have to tell us all about your company, Pix Inc. I know that you describe it as a digital branding and design agency focused on the female audience, which makes you perfect for this program. So talk, if you would, about why you decided that women was where you wanted to focus your business. Um, sure. So just in context, five years ago, Pix Inc. was founded with a pretty humble goal, right? We wanted to take the best aspects of the agency business, cut out the fat, and offer a compelling price value solution for creative services, both in pixels and ink. And that's where our name comes from. Um, our clients, as you said, range from Fortune 500 to founded startups, um, Apple, Facebook, Sephora, Amazon Lab 126, and Peekaboo are some of the brands that we work with. And today, I describe Pixink as being at the intersection of brands and the $20 trillion female economy. Many people, myself included, are surprised to discover that women drive $20 trillion in consumer spending across the globe every year, right? That's more than the GDP of the U.S. Mm -hmm. and India combined. Uh, and every single statistic and research shows that the world we're entering is increasingly dominated and influenced by women. Yet, there are fewer than 20 credible agencies in the world that are entirely focused on the female economy. And historically, we know that the female audience has been and continues to be misunderstood, underserved, and underestimated. And it's our mission to help brands meaningfully engage and connect with women. Well, and thank you for those efforts because that's exactly what we try to do here on Purse Strings as yeah. well is to raise people's consciousness about the huge, huge power that we as women have when it comes to mm -hmm. consuming goods and services. And yet, with all that great data that you shared, Aisha, companies are still reluctant to engage with women consumers. Why, why do you think that is? I mean, you would think yeah. that, that money speaks volumes. 
I know, Maria. That's that's literally a question that plagues me on a daily basis, <laughs> as you can imagine. And um, outside of lazy ignorance, um, there are two notions that repeatedly bubble up. I think one is that companies think that if you're not selling the obvious women's product, that is beauty, cleaning, or feminine hygiene, that they aren't catering to women. Except that you and I know, and I think you shared this um, at the beginning of your show that over 60% of personal wealth in the U.S. is controlled by women, 65% of new car purchases are made by women, 92% of vacation decisions are made by women, 80% of healthcare decisions are made by women, women are the leading adopters of technology. So it doesn't matter what business you're in, if you're a growth-focused company, you're predominantly catering to women, right? So that's myth number one. I think the second reason is that a lot of companies believe that by focusing on the female audience, they run the risk of alienating their male audience. And sure, if you take a pink it and shrink it approach to making your brand female friendly, you're going to alienate not only men, but women as well, right? That's why a more researched, nuanced, and congruent approach is necessary to understand how best to serve your female audience and to do so in a way that's not pandering or manipulative. When you truly solve for women, you tend to exceed men's expectations because of the simple fact that women want more as consumers. We want context, we want story, we want details, we want it to be aesthetically pleasing, functionally simple, superior customer service, time-saving, and great value for money. So imagine, launch something that meets all of those criteria, or at least one, like Zappos does with customer service, Mm -hmm. and you're golden. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Just give me one of those, right? Imagine if you were <laughs> able to deliver on all of those. My gosh, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. think about think about how successful you would be. And you know yeah. that kind of leads, leads me to the next question. You've already answered it. You know, I I was going to ask what are the key things brands need to win over women. I mean, you named kind of the the seven, um, almost yeah. seven that are critical. But if you had to call out maybe the top. Two, because let's face it, companies are not going to be great at all, six or seven. But if they could be great, to your point, at one or two of them, what are the ones that you think they just have to nail? Um, you know, we typically use our manifesto as a lens through which we create brand experiences, right? And that encompasses five things, which is pretty um, straightforward. I mean, you want to enchant a delighter. So if you can manage to do, the, to do that part right... I think you've got a winner. Um, the other thing you can do is help her do less. Women, as you know, are really time constrained and figuring out ways to help her effectively and productively get to where she needs to go is um, one way that brands can really empathize with where she is and meet her um, where she is today. Mm-hmm. I know. Save me some time and I'm yours for life. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it's, um, it's amazing to me. I mean, um, simply just because, you know, we, we brought it up. There's, there's things that brands can do, but I'm often tempted to always add an additional um, thought that just says, like, use some friggin' common sense, right? Like, <laughs> take mobile, for instance. Mobile is the next big thing, just like how social, big data, content, 3D printing, or the Internet of Things are the next big thing. But I digress. If you go back to mobile, research shows that 
60% of women consider their mobile phone the most important device in their life as compared to 43% of men. 72% of women use their mobile phone for social media, 88% of texting, and 55% of shopping. So you think that all the companies launching mobile phones would remember one basic requirement while designing them. They need to fit in a woman's hand, right? <laughs> it's, it's like the Google Nexus, for example, is too big. And even the iPhone 5 is now dangerously close to being too tall for most women's hands. So it's amazing to me how sometimes entire companies can lose perspective in spite of the research and evidence to the contrary of who their real consumers are. And um, one, the other, I think, common um, common sort of pitfall is the creation of artificial gender differences in places that they don't exist. For example, yoga, right? How yoga's marketing became like the bastion of crappy women's ads, I have no idea. But to make matters worse, there's now a yogurt for men named Powerful Yogurt, specifically targeting their apps. So it's just kind of superfluous and misguided gender marketing that I think ruins it for all of us. Because mm-hmm. we are smart. We can see through it. And it yeah. ends up backfiring on so many companies who think that, mm-hmm. oh, I, I understand that female target. And they and then they absolutely don't. Um, there are companies that are doing it well. You mentioned Zappos and just their superior customer service. You talk about the importance of product design. Clearly, that's mm-hmm. That's table stakes. You've got to get it right. What are the companies or the campaigns that you look at and you go, and they probably, you know, I'm sure your own clients, of course, would be among them, where you say, you know what, they get it, they get it right, they execute it correctly. Yeah, I think, um, you know, a campaign that comes to mind is a a campaign from um, City, which is, you know, focused on financial services. And um, I think they did a really great job breaking stereotypes and really sort of using one of our manifesto principles that says, assume nothing. Um, Essentially, they showed a woman who decided that the rock she really wanted to celebrate her engagement with was a rock she wanted to climb, and she wanted to share that experience with her boyfriend. Do you recall that ad? I do. It's so great, isn't it? And it busts down those stereotypes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think another company worth mentioning is Lego. Um, you know, Lego um, has made multiple attempts to make a product for girls, and they failed multiple times, right? And that was until they undertook a lengthy and deep inside process to get it right for girls. They discovered what the girls' product was missing was, one, an emotional connection. It wasn't congruent with the Lego's DNA of building things. The product wasn't realistic or aesthetically pleasing, and there was a lack of focus and company support around the girls' product. So finally, after making the investment in the research and insights process, um, they left, so that led to the launch of Lego Friends. And apparently in the first year, that tripled the number of girls building with Lego toys, and it was the most successful product launch for the company to date. So um, those would be, you know, two great examples of both a campaign and product design that when you get it right, you really win big with women. 
Mm-hmm. Well, but to your point, they invested a lot of time and effort to, to mm-hmm. get it right. Um, and a lot of companies don't want to in, invest in uh, in it either because they don't believe it will end up uh, with a strong ROI or they just don't truly understand the opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. You know, speaking of opportunity, uh, you know, why do you believe feminine values are key to business prosperity? Um, so I think we have to remember that innovation, right, in its truest sense, it relies on empathy, cooperation, flexibility, long-term planning, expressiveness, and selflessness sometimes. And these values are typical of feminine thinking, according to new research that's been presented in the Athena Doctrine. It's a book that states why women and men who think like them will rule the future. And it makes a really compelling case for feminine thinking values, not just for building better business, but for building a better world. I think one of the most encouraging facts that emerged for me um, in that book is that 66% of the people surveyed said the world would be a better place if men talk more like women. So I'm, I'm really, I think, excited to sort of see this, um, this growing sort of popularity and movement towards thinking in a more feminine way, really to sort of build better uh, futures for ourselves. Well, and we already know that uh, when it comes to women in general, there's more of us than there are of men. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, I think Exactly. That, just even, even by 1%. That, exactly. That makes, just 1%. That makes, that, makes a, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Exactly. It does. And speaking of percentages, when we come back, I want to talk about an, a very important percent called 3%. Um, yeah. So with that tease, we're going to take a quick break. More from Aisha. Matthews Wadwa when we return in just a minute or two. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia, on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. 
I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Your mission, initiate internet marketing measures. Your arsenal, the weapons of mass marketing. Weapons of mass marketing. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. I've been chatting today with Aisha Matthews Wadwa. She is the founder and CEO of Pix Inc., digital branding and design agency. And we've been talking about the power of the female consumer and why companies really aren't doing all they can to um, leverage uh, their products and services to really aim um, at those female consumers because we have so much power. Uh, we hold so much of the purse strings, if you will, uh, when it comes to the world's um, the world's pocketbook. But I wanted to switch gears really quickly and talk about one I think I personally think one of the issues about not reaching women is that we don't communicate directly with them in a way that's compelling. And I know we share someone in common. Kat Gordon um, was on Purse Strings a while back when she was creating the 3% conference, which was really about bringing more women into the creative fold. Because right now, that's exactly the percentage of women creatives at agencies across the country, only 3%. And I know that second conference just wrapped up a few weeks ago, and you participated in that. So I'm curious, how, how was it? Well, it was fantastic. I describe it as a, a total love fest. Uh, it was a really great opportunity to connect with our colleagues. And, um, you know, we're all sort of creating ways to move the needle forward for women. I hope they come next year. <laughs> I- I would love to be able to come next year, (laughs) you know, and I would love for this agency to be there next year. (laughs) I know. We should make that happen. Yes, absolutely. And do you, I mean, just since Kat launched it a couple years ago, do you, do you see progress being made? Do you feel like we're just still talking to ourselves about this or are we moving the needle a little bit? Um, I do believe we're moving the needle. I think in terms of raising awareness and finding practical solutions that companies can actually implement, yes. Um, the conference itself is two years old, right? And mm-hmm. it's gone from a 100% conference to a full 100-person conference and roadshows throughout the country. That in itself is amazing. Um, and for me, one of the most meaningful results from all of this awareness and advocacy is uh, the ADC, which is the Art Directors Club, stepping up and launching something called the 50-50 Initiative, where the ADC is mandating 50% representation of women on award juries, speaker panels, and corporate boards within our industry. Now, that's, you know, that's really meaningful, and that's incredible, and we're really proud to have partnered with the ADC on that one. 
I had no idea. I need to get the ABC yeah. on this program to talk about that. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. Fantastic. It's uh, 50 You can sign up both as a company and personally, and um, I highly recommend it. I think it's a brilliant move. Excellent, excellent. I will be doing that. ADC5050initiative.org, you said. So that's fantastic. Yes. Now, what what do you think, and it was probably discussed at the 3% conference, what are some of the barriers that remain for women creatives within agencies? I I know what I think they are, but I'm curious collectively <laughs> what you all think it is. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the common ones, um, like you might be aware and we've talked about, are motherhood, you know, vampire hours, as we call it, um, definitely uh, agenda bias within award juries. Um, but I believe that at the core, you know, there's an unwillingness to create a work environment that's reasonable and sustainable from a time management and creative process perspective, right? Um, as highly as we think of ourselves as creative, we are not working the ER, yet almost all agency work takes on the I want it yesterday syndrome. Um, and so it's only when we're ready to have an adult conversation about expectations, timelines, and take a disciplined and respectful approach to the creative process, you discover lots of ways to build a work environment that doesn't constantly work in emergency mode all the time because that's not healthy for women or men. It's not. And and you're right. I think that sometimes we within agencies feel that also that feeling of that 911 feeling. It may not even Mm -hmm. be client imposed, but that's just the way that the agency has allowed itself to work and have not taken a step back and say, oh, there's a better way. You know, I'm losing really talented people because we can't get our act together. Exactly, right? And, and that's, that's really the shame, I think, because what happens is, um, you know, most women, uh, you know, myself included, when you sort of read up the senior ranks and you see that the only way forward, if you want to sort of keep your sanity and really, you know, continue to do great work and have a sense of balance and control over your um, time and, and clients and talent is that you need to choose to sidestep, right? To sort of step out of the the big agency picture and and launch your own, which is what we've seen um, happening. And actually not just in the advertising industry, but it's quite quite common across the board. Mm -hmm. It is. So I encourage anyone listening today who wants to get involved in this to check out the 3% conference. And then what I should just told us about the ADC 5050 um, initiative uh, as well, for sure. And, and you're on your own mission for change, clearly, with PixInc and everything that you're doing there. And I know um, that on your website, you're actually inviting people to come along with you um, to develop what you're calling an innovative platform to lead your industry from the inside out with business models and media messaging to usher in an era of feminine stewardship. I love that. So can you give us a hint as to what this might be without maybe giving it all away? You know, I, I wish I could, but um, and it's not because it's not because I'm trying to be mysterious, but simply because we're in what I call like the embryo or the wet clay stage, and um, and I really want to honor that. Right? It's, it's it's there's so much being moving and being shaped um, simultaneously that I would almost do it a disservice to to try to explain and what it is and getting ahead of myself. But you are welcome to share and help shape our journey. 
feminineforward.us. Yes. <laughs> okay. Feminineforward.us. And then you have to promise that when you're ready to share, you'll come back on and tell us all about it. Yes. I would be <laughs> delighted to. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Okay. So lots of, of great insight today, Aisha. And uh, we could talk all day long about how companies aren't leveraging uh, female the, the female power and, and what we're missing inside agencies to do exactly that same thing so we can better connect with consumers. But thank you so much for all that you're doing there at Pix Inc. to, you know, help your clients um, really make that connection. And I want to drive everyone to your website. It's uh, Pix, design.com. Would that be the best place for them to reach you? Yes, or on Twitter at Aisha Matthews. Fabulous. Great. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Maria. It was a real pleasure. Lots of fun. And thank you to my producer, George, as well. And join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.